Welcome to the It's All Fine and Danji podcast, where hosts Dan and Angie talk with creatives, small business owners, charities, and all kinds of interesting people. It's all real talk. It's all fine and dangy. Give it to the dog. That's what we almost did. Almost. Like almost room. became a dog room. Yes. It's our baby. So we are yeah. sitting here chatting with Chris Siciliano. Chris is a local teacher and a local actor. You know, we our show is all about creatives. We talk about that all yeah. the time. And, and uh, we're really excited to talk to you tonight. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Thank you. I always love when we have creative people on because, I mean, I guess I'm creative in my own ways, but especially people that are into theater and acting and singing and play instruments and all that. I'm like a little bit jealous. The acting thing, especially (laughs) the acting thing, especially for me, it's just I love it. I love the culture around theater, around acting. And I know you do, too. We're going to get into that. But where do you teach or where have you taught or what do you teach? I'm curious. about. Well, where I currently teach is Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando, but I have been Lake County, Volusia County, Seminole County, fifth through twelfth grade. Oh wow! Um, various subjects. English is the main thing. Yep. But I've taught theater when I was at a private Christian school, um, and I've taught journalism and film and public speaking. Oh, nice. So yeah, kind wow. of ran the gamut of almost everything. That kind of keeps it interesting, though, right? Like you have all these different, you know, things that you are able to teach, and then to all those different age groups to kind of see the the difference and how they absorb things. Yeah, it was definitely a pretty wild experience. I mean, and that Did- will only happen in a private school where you'll have that many preps and that many different subject areas. Yes. So I mean, I think I'll probably be an English teacher kind of from now on. But okay. did you always know you wanted to teach? No, no, definitely not. So how did you, how did you discover that? Um, a friend of mine who is not in the profession anymore, which there's a lot of those now, Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yes, but yes. she is a nurse now, um, but she was a teacher. We were doing some uh, chorus stuff together. We were in Central Florida Community Arts Choir together. And she was like, I think you should be a teacher. Like, I think you'd love it. I know you love like English. You love the English language. You like kids. And learning and education in general, I think you should be a teacher. She's like, I'm leaving the profession, but you should you should go into it. We need it. somebody it's, to fill my space. Right. Yeah. I mean, and she was at a rough school in a, a really rough area. Yeah. So it was just that can be trying. Not for her anymore. Um, but she was like, go figure it out. Like, go do it. Take the certification test, and I did. And then I got hired over in uh, Mount Dora High School. Oh, I graduated from Outdoor High School. How about oh, that? my God. So did my, yeah, so did my, my oldest son. And then my youngest son went there up until um, his junior year. And then he went to Lake Brantley his senior year. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I was there for one year, my first year teaching. Started in November. So mid-year, my students had been through two or three teachers already. Oh, um, that's a tough gig um, to start. So, yeah. And the guy before me is like the coolest guy in the world. He actually won the Arena Football Championship a couple of years ago. Oh, cool. So he was like, in Orlando, like Orlando Predator? Um, I think he Predators? was on the Tampa Bay Storm possibly at the time. Oh, cool. So like he was this long-term sub before me. So he was like oh, the cool, okay. hotshot athlete, like yeah. whatever. And then I come in and I'm this, you know, nerdy, scrawny like dude <laughs> who's never taught <laughs> like, before. And they gave me my first year teaching, get this, ninth grade, 10th grade and 11th grade English. Oh, Wow. It would have been hard to teach one, one. prep, yeah. let alone three. They're like, well, I'm going through the interview and they're like, oh, you're going to have three preps. I'm like, yeah, great. Sounds awesome. That's you great. Let's do it. it. <laughs> well, I don't know what any of that even meant at the time. So was it challenging to start? Oh, yeah. Was it? I was, I was horrible. I cried my first year 
many times. Is it wow. is it because of the students being difficult mostly? Is it I would expect that. That's a lot of it definitely and just feeling like you don't know what you're doing yeah. because yeah. you don't know what you're doing and sure. I had an instructional coach from the district who was there occasionally to like sort of guide me but I had no one on site. There was no like mentor that was assigned to me, which yeah. most places these days there is. Yeah. But there should be. That yeah. There just wasn't. And I was like, I'm teaching three different preps. I have little to no like curriculum guidance. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know what teaching really is. Yeah. And you were winging it. And my guidance was that like a 70 plus year old woman who was from the district who had only taught math in her life. Oh, goodness. So she knew okay. the general idea of being a teacher and she had been in the game for a long yeah. time. But in terms of teaching English in today's day and age, sure, she just really couldn't help that much. She could teach with a little bit of teaching pedagogy, but like nothing in terms of like, how do I, you know, do this specific thing with these specific kids? Yeah. And that's the thing too, like teachers, you know, that are older that have, you know, taught like when I was younger, it's changed so much that I think it's probably even hard for them to adjust to, you know? So it's like they want to kind of teach you the things that worked for them, but it might not work in this day and age. Right. As society changes, you know, everyone's attention spans are shorter because of the internet and social media and all that. So I would imagine you're battling with that too. This, you were, you were far enough into it by then to know some strategies on how to combat that probably. Kind of. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, the smartphones are one of the biggest difficulties in the classroom easily. And you can come down with like an iron fist and be super strict about it. But it's, I mean, I I was initially and that actually didn't go very well. Yeah, that's how I'd be inclined to be. And now I'm trying to be more, just don't let it become a problem. And and I won't let it be like, I won't get on you about it. Yeah. Just you're responsible for learning and I'm here to teach you and you do have tests you need to take and things like that. So hopefully you want to succeed. So don't let it become like, don't be a slave to it. Basically. I love that you put that on the students though, because especially like when you're in like the high middle school, high school, they've got to start learning those responsibilities of like adulting for college. Yeah. So, you know, you can't go to work and, you know, be on your phone all day. You got to be productive. So you're kind of putting it on them to make that a responsibility or to make that a choice. Yeah. And they probably like you more for that too, because you're, you're Mm -hmm. not, coming like I would be like you said I would be inclined to say it's a major penalty if that's out but they probably like you more because you're saying I could be like that but I it's all cool I'm just trying to be cool and teach you guys um do you find that I guess one of the questions I want to ask you is you said your friend in theater told you that you would be good were you teaching in theater at the time I wonder if she saw something in the way that you were working with the actors it seemed like you were teaching no we were just um we were in choir together and she just could tell personality wise probably that I would be good. Cause I mean, you're, you're performing as a teacher too. I think I oh, mean, that's I have a, a great of, point. I have quite a few friends who are performers and teachers. Um, and yeah, it's you're, you have to be on, Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's a performance to be a good teacher. Teach. I would imagine it is actually. Yeah. Cause if you think like, I don't know about you, Angie, but if I think in my mind that some of the teachers I just loved the most, they were, 
super entertaining. And that was part yeah, of it. That's true. Yeah. When I think back to, it was like, yeah, you actually looked forward to going to the class because they had a story to tell or the way they told a story yep. or this, the setup of, you know, uh, how they kind of approached a topic that you were going to talk about exactly. in class. It made it more interesting and you're like oh this is a good class to go to instead of the one where you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah god, well the more power to you to third period <laughs> i can't imagine teaching teenagers in this day and age i mean it i bet it's uh i can't imagine teaching any children so hey well, true. i you know props we've had a special we've done um a podcast a whole month where we did teachers. a special with different teachers like from all the different age ranges and even up at, through college mm-hmm. um and I, I props off. Pro, what, what am I trying to say? Props hats to off, the teachers. Props to the teachers. Hats off. Whatever you say. Hats like off all to the, of it. Because props I off could to the hats. It. Props off to the hats. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of props. <laughs> yeah. Good segue. <laughs> good. Oh, I did it. Huh? <laughs> um, so one of the things that you have a passion for is theater and singing. When did like you discover... That this is, you know, was it like forced by a parent? Was it something like, you were actually doing? It because you know some parents are like, guess. "We're going to try this. We're going to try this." I'm going to guess at where you got your love of singing. Was it at the Vatican on a field trip? <laughs> I actually did go on a field trip to the Vatican, but that's that was way after. And the you fact. sang there. I did sing there. Okay, oh. but that was way after the fact. We so it all began. Ended his research. It all began. <laughs> I do remember. It's funny. I remember in second grade, like the bug didn't bite me. I did in second grade do a a musical about not being a litter bug. I still remember like the, oh, oh, I love the song remember from that. it. I, I, yeah, I still remember the song from it, which was crazy. But um, but that was not. It wasn't at that point that I was like, oh, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was in middle school. And we went on a field trip to Oviedo High School to see a production of Annie of all shows, which right. I don't necessarily love that show, but. I was watching the people up there doing that and I was in seventh grade and I was just like, Ooh, I think I could do that. I think I'd be good at it. And I think I would really like it. Yeah. So I came home, I told my mom and I was like, can you find me a local theater group or whatever? And and then I found one and my first show was guys and dolls junior. And I was Nathan Detroit, which was one of the two lead roles. Oh, Frank Sinatra wow. played the role in the movie. And, and I was how old like, were you then? Oh, uh, 13. Wow. And I was like, Oh, I'm, okay, I'm good at this. Like I walked in and I got a lead role in my first production ever. Um, so I was like, okay, that, this is cool. That age too, that feels really good. You know, especially when you're trying to find your people to find your place right. at that age that you kind of were, I, I want to say brave enough to go, I think I could do that. Cause it, that's a hard thing getting up on stage and you're usually in front of your peers, you know, like it's a performance at the school and you know, the peers have to, come in and watch it and so it's it's just you know it's um just takes courage and to see kids get up and do that i love it but to know that you willingly did it instead of a parent being like you're gonna try theater you know because a lot of us us parents try to get us our kids to try new things right but you came home like hey mom sign me up well that that is the (laughs) blessing of finding your people and your your thing because we, we talked a little bit before the show about um and I think you even mentioned it here about being I'm a nerdy kid or whatever. And, I, you know, I talk about sometimes how here growing up here, I was like a nerdy kid when I was younger. And then I got in with a bad crowd and then we were partying. And I always felt like 
there's a group I, I just aren't, I'm not quite into the right group. So if you find your people and you land right in there, even if it's all the way at age 13, there's a beauty in that because I would imagine mm-hmm. it kind of helps you coast through school then because you have your group. I mean, even if you don't see them every day, you're not like, you know, a loner and can't find your people and stuff like that. But it's funny you say that because I, I don't act. I'm not in theater. But my daughter was in like, she went through a phase where she was doing some theater work and some local community mm-hmm. theaters. We'd been to shows and I'm always like mesmerized. I don't care what it is. It can be, you can be like, Dan is never going to like this. And I <laughs> like, what's the one we went and saw about the guy who was a ballerina? Um, oh, the kid. Billy Elliot? Billy yes, Elliot. Billy oh. Elliot. It was amazing. Yeah. And, and oh, I, yeah. I, I we were s- like crying. And I could and see my friends just, going, oh. you liked that? I loved it. But I'm, it's it's literally all of them. So when and she the was, boy that played the lead role, though, he was just killing oh, it. So it was like... They, they brought him in from... Was it the one at the Garden Theater? It was. Yeah. They brought him in from out of state because they oh. couldn't find... Because you have to find such a specific yeah. person. Well, he and he had played it in Allentown, Pennsylvania. He lives in the Bay Area. Because a couple of my friends were in that cast. Oh, so yeah, I did yeah. not know that. I mean, I did see him. that they're from, some of them are from different, you know, they travel yeah. to do it. But yeah, they, he was amazing. I want to say, and I might get this wrong. I want to say Tom Holland, he's the Spider-Man guy, right? I think yes. he was Billy Elliot. He did play oh, Billy Elliot. Yes, he and, did. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's yeah. an unbelievable dancer. There's yeah. a lip sync that he did to Umbrella. Sure. By Rihanna. And I it saw is that on the- um, Mind-blowing. Oh, what's, well, the, the, what's the show that, that's uh, called? Lip Sync Battle. The lip sync battle. Yeah. Yeah. It's where they like, you know, try to one up. Sure, Usually sure. their significant other or a friend of theirs yeah. or Comes something. In and battles it, with them. Oh, yeah. And Zendaya just went crazy for it. Oh, oh I yeah. Bet. Like, but you got to think it goes because, you know, he does a lot of those backflips and all that kind of stuff for real. It's it's like the perfect. Ca- it's like when they cast the guy for it. Did you ever hear the story about that? Where I don't know if you saw that movie, but the new version of it, the director was going to CGI one of his eyes drifting and the guy who plays uh, Bill Skarsgård, the guy who plays him, he goes, you like this? And did one of his eyes over and he's uh, like, so it was like, it, the, you know, you're born for a role. Uh-huh. So Tom Holland, you know, when you when he's doing all those backflips and stuff, you could see him playing Jeremy Elliott because of the, uh, Billy Elliott. Or, sorry, Billy, Beer, Billy Elliott. Billy what? Elliott. <laughs> Be- Barely Elliott. <laughs> So Dan likes to, when you said Jerry Elliott, I almost had a heart attack because, you know, Dan will meet somebody and then he'll say their name and it's totally not their name. Like, and he's totally fully, fully confident too. Fully, are, yeah. are, are you Jim, good? it's great meeting you. My yeah, name is no. Bill. So I've yeah. learned to, you know, it's hard to say for, for some reason, Billy Elliott. Um, <laughs> it's because there's two L's and two L's. Yeah. <laughs> like if, we, what it is. if we've met someone or even like the server at a restaurant or something and Angie says, well, do you remember what was her name is? I'll give them a name. And it's nowhere. It's light years. It's not the same beginning. It's got more. So. It'll be like Abraham. The guy's name was Dave. <laughs> like oh. the guy that does our yard. I said, I think it's Abraham. <laughs> I don't so know. Far off. Oh my oh gosh, my you're so crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are about to go see actually um, Beauty and the Beast for our anniversary weekend at the Garden Theater. So some of my closest yeah. friends are in it. Oh, nice. Only, I, my schedule right now is sadly, I mean, happily kind of insane. Yeah. I'm starting rehearsals for School of Rock, the musical, tomorrow. Oh, cool. And I have rehearsals most days of the week yeah. and even weekend days. So my availability to see Beauty and the Beast was like, there were two ish days that I could maybe see it and, or that my wife could see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, there are no tickets left, right? You can get single seats here and there yeah. on a few of the days. So there were like two days that we had available 
And the one day there are zero tickets. Oh, and the no. other day there were a couple. Um, but like, I see a lot and my wife doesn't see that much. Yeah. And we off. both have a lot of friends in this one. Uh, my friend is playing Madame de Grand, uh, Grand Bouche or whatever. Another friend cool. is playing Cogsworth. Oh, wow. So, I'll have to remember this when we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am sitting this one out and my wife is going to see it. Oh, I'll that be, is uh, very nice. And I'll yeah. be home with the kids um, oh, that nice. day. So. so you mentioned that, you know, your, your schedule's pretty jammed with um, practicing. And, is it practice? Is that Rehearsal. Call it Rehearsal. <laughs> I'm thinking sports, I guess. Yeah, I'm not going to laugh at you. I'm um, over here talking about Jeremy Elliott. Okay. Um, now, is that nor- is that normal for you? Because do you stay pretty active? I mean, do you try out for, you know, one after the other? Do you get called back for certain plays? Like, how does it work? Yeah. It's, I mean, as long as I'm going for something and I get it, then it's jam-packed schedule. I mean, I just finished up. Ragtime the musical. Um, sadly, we had Saw to end, that. we had to end a week early because of COVID. COVID yeah. We had a bunch of cast members get COVID. Oh, so no. um, yeah, so we had to end the fourth week of our four week run. We did the first three weeks uh, weekends rather. So, but I had rehearsal for Ragtime up until we opened Monday through Friday, pretty much. Wow. Um, from like six to ten. So, and and, you know, everybody that's on top of that's volunteer time. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's on top of your regular, um, work schedule on top of raising the kids at home. So question, usually we see this. So if somebody's involved in the theater and they have a large family like Chris does, how is the family involved in the theater too? Uh, almost all of them also do it. Yeah. So yeah, that's normally what we see, yeah. which is really cool. Even the seven year old has made his acting debut. Oh, um, how and, cool and is he that? and I will actually be singing a duet together from a Bronx Tale the Musical. My friend is doing a fundraiser. She's um up for Miss Florida. So she's doing a fundraiser for her competition oh. fees. And within the competition, she's also going to spread the word about um childhood uh, I think leukemia, because a friend of hers oh. passed away from it. Yeah. So that's like her because all of the pageant people, they also have like a cause. Yeah. So that's kind of a oh, that's part wonderful. and parcel. Oh, that is wonderful. So, but Peyton and I are singing a duet from A Bronx Tale, um, which they turned into a Broadway musical, believe it or not, A yeah. Bronx Tale. I know. Wow. They, well, that well, is amazing, though. So I want to back up just a minute, though. So you're 13. You find your, your yes. love of acting and singing. And then did you just start going back to back after that? Yeah, whatever I could do, basically. I mean, I didn't have any other obligations besides school. Yeah. So I finished Guys and Dolls and then I rolled into, I think that summer was uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and I was Potiphar. Um, and then I rolled into something else after that. I and stayed all with Orlando Youth Theater pretty much, which oh, is nice. defunct now, but. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, them though. So you, um, you, if I remember, I don't know if it's always like this. I would assume it's more so even like this if it's a bigger theater, but even in like the little, uh, what was it called uh, in Mount Verde? Mimi's? Uh, uh, Mimi's Theater. Mimi's mm-hmm. Theater is where my daughter went. But, you know, you're practicing like three times a week there and then you're practicing at home. So do you ever have two roles at the same time? Um, I have had three before. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I keep that, that straight. Uh, just compartmentalize and you just, yeah. Get to where you know the story very well. Yeah. So yeah. you're, you're between the acting, not to mention teaching, but just the acting alone, I would imagine pretty much every night you're having to go study your lines, practice your lines with the family, that kind of stuff. Uh, occasionally. I mean, I am 
blessed, thankfully, with a very, very strong memory. I can tell when you're naming like your first play and your the part uh, yeah. you had and the next one and all that. Yeah, awesome. once or twice through a script, pretty much as long as I, I get it kind of ingrained. Um, when we've done it a couple times at rehearsal, I'm pretty close to off book. I may go home to study the lines and run lines with my wife or my oldest son, um, or my youngest son can not youngest, but seven year old can read a little bit now. So might enlist his help as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, once I've done it a couple of times, I can pretty much just kind of roll with it. Do you get, do do you have to be by the book or do you, can you wiggle outside the lines a little bit? I mean, the playwright would like you to be by the book and the director would as well. Mm -hmm. If you paraphrase a little bit here and there, like maybe, you know, the verb is a a little bit different or whatever, you know, or where a couple of words are different. Yeah. You can probably get away with it. I actually don't like to. Yeah. Um, there are some actors who are, they're like, as long as it's very close to it, yeah. like it's fine. It, I'm not going to split throws hairs. It a lot of people off. I would yeah. think when you are like looking, you're, you're look, you're listening for maybe a certain word to kind of cue you for mm-hmm. your part. Your next, yeah. And then they say something else. You're like, hey, where did the word go? <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's how I would be. Plus I would imagine that the playwright, there's a, you know, and this is as a writer, I could see this part of it. There's a specific tone you're shooting for. And if mm. you start winging it a little, you could change the tone of the story. Yeah, you could make a drama, a comedy or, uh, or something. Or, yeah. Or, something or like make that. make a scene not quite as intense or sad or dramatic as I meant for it to be. Cause you use something different in your, in your verbiage there. Yeah. And I just personally always, I mean, I'm just kind of a by the book kind of actor when it comes to it. So I like, I'll be running lines and my son will be like, well, that was, you said like one word a little bit different, but it was basically the same. And I was like, no, what's the one word that yeah, I yeah. said wrong? I want to get it right. Yeah. yeah. So I try to be as like verbatim as possible, which is the expectation truly anyways. Yeah. But it's also just a personal philosophy that I want to be like that. That's yeah. Everybody does it a little differently. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, so you, you're obviously, you have a love of watching um, plays as well. So does that help you when you do go to try out for something? You kind of know what the feel is of the play. And you kind of know what you need to give to, to the part that you're trying out for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I see a show I try to see a show whenever I'm not doing a show I'm usually trying to see one Mm -hmm. I also know so many people in the Orlando theater community and I just always feel compelled to go support them I go as far as because I've done shows all the way out in Melbourne so sometimes I'm going all the way out to Melbourne to see shows that my friends are in that I've done shows there with or Titusville or Coco or you know in Lake County um, Mount Dora Yep. Eustis, you know, pretty yeah, much all over the Bay Street, Central Florida Bay, Bay Street, Street players. players. I did Legally Blonde out there, Bay Street Legal, players. Oh, yeah, Legally Blonde. Love yeah. It. And it, then there's in Mount Dora, we have the Ice, Ice House. Ice House. Yeah, I know yes. some. Oh, yeah. And then Garden Theater and then Mimi's. Is Mimi's closed? It's gone now. It's it's closed. Gone. I don't know if it's a different theater now. You might know, but um, yeah. you out know. In, yeah, like Mount, near Mount Burr. Vaguely familiar with Mimi's yeah. when it existed. but Yeah, it was yeah. very small. But it was a very yeah. good place to get started if you, you know, you're... You have a little bit of anxiety about it, and you're a kid, mm-hmm. and you're yeah, very small and intimate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they they tried to recruit me. They tried to recruit some of the parents. They actually successfully recruited some of them. The only reason I didn't do it because I really wanted to. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and I felt like I know I could do this. I but I didn't. It was my daughter's thing, and I didn't want to take away from the attention from her doing yeah. it. So it was like I. You know, they asked me like three times, like, no, nah, I can't. I got busy at work. And meanwhile, I'm there every single time, every single practice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, like every typical parent to the point to where my lips are moving with everyone. 
when they're doing their lines because I'd seen the practice so many times. Did you have parents in the audience like that as well? Um, I mean, not, no. I mean, my mom wasn't like that. No. So, no. But she's yeah. there to support. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. She's at everything she can and my godmother as well. Oh, um, nice. Ever since I was 13, like my godmother's been to almost every one of the shows I've done wow. pretty much since locally. But yeah. I also, I went to college in New York and no one quite made it all the way there, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, was your mom a fan of theater before you started doing it? Or is that how she found theater? Because I know she's like a junkie for it now. Yeah. Um, I I don't remember her being, yeah. I mean, I, we lived in New York and it wasn't like we ever went to Broadway. So I would assume probably From not. You. I think yeah. she, she always was into music. I mean, I know growing up always mm -hmm. like my late grandfather, you know, playing guitar and singing like the whole family all together. Oh, nice. So the performing and the singing has always been there. But theater wise, I don't believe I'd have to ask my mother, but I don't think she got into it until I got into you got it. Into it. Um, and then she eventually went I mean, full in, bore yeah. into it. Yeah, she definitely, she's yeah. definitely like, that is kind of one of her, you kind of made that like a little passion for her, mm -hmm. maybe. Now, usually with theater comes singing, correct? Yes. I mean, most. Well, if you're doing musical theater. Do yeah. you, is it always so, a musical? That's true. I do musicals like 90% of I was the time. Gonna, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, I've is only that done, the ones you're kind of drawn yeah, to? Yeah, I've only done a couple of what they call straight plays where mm -hmm. there's no music involved. Um, but that's because I've always been a singer. Yeah. Um, there are specific straight plays out there that I'm like, I do want to do that show. Like, even though it's not a musical. Um, but most of the time I do musicals. Do you like going to see shows that are musicals more than you like going to see? Okay. Yeah, I, I would definitely. Expect that. Definitely. Do you still play the saxophone? Um, I haven't. No. I mean, I could play it. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can remember some stuff. Yeah, right? I remember. I mean, I remember the fingerings and like embouchure and everything. So I could definitely, yeah. I could pick it up and play. And sometimes like, I'm a crazy nerd and I'm a massive sports fan. Like I'll be watching. I didn't think the, those, those two, two things thin. were allowed to be. I know. I'll be watching like the USC football game and I'll pull out my sax and start playing the fight song. Oh, like no. while the band is playing because I was in the band wow. there. Wow. So, oh, that's cool. So you were yes. in the marching band? I was. Oh, that. So you the did The University of Southern California Trojan Marching Band, which are <gasps> is one of the most world-renowned of all marching bands. Wow. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I, those are amazing to me, especially when they do like the battles at, at certain colleges, yep. do like the marching band battles and... Oh my gosh. It's like, I, but I want to be in like a little drone up above seeing everybody that, like mm. walk because that is military stuff right there. Like, well, I don't know how they do it. I can tell you that as a drummer, so I'm a, a old school eighties rock drummer that the difficulty and precision of the drummers, especially the guys on the snare, that's like anybody that you see. It's funny. Cause I remember back in the days of our bands, when a guy would come in and play the drums or I, you know, want to try the drums and he's tearing it up, he's got all the rudiments together and he's very technical. It's not uncommon for those rock drummers to be like, Oh yeah, I was in band because that's where they teach you technique and yeah. timing and you know, the and, and the, the snare drums are the ones that kind of lead the, the, the band, right? Like, uh, it depends on how you look at it. I guess you, I would, I would think the, the, the drum major, the drum major. I mean, really is, okay. but I mean, if you're, yeah, I mean the, the percussion, like the, the percussion percussion's going to set drive the, it. The, okay. yeah. the, the, the tempo. The yeah. tempo. Sure. Okay. In a band, it's the bass and the drummer that like in a regular band, but not like in that kind of band, but it's still the drums and percussion. Yeah. I would think it's like the bass, the guy who's hitting the head, but maybe not. Maybe that's the easiest one. Yeah. I mean, have you seen those things? 
Oh my God. Yeah. They're that amazing. can't be, but they're so huge. Like, yeah. You have to like strong person to carry one of those things. Oh, yeah. And you're hitting it. Like you're not, yeah. just, not just carrying and it. Some of them like dance, like they get down oh, with yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's so exciting. And the thing, it's like this size, the thing they're hitting the drum with, I know. you know? I know. Yeah. And I think it, it's the cadence of the, the snare drum probably that was the main thing. Like when we were doing any of our, our steps and stuff like that. And then stepping off to like, Get ready to march. Um, I think it was always pretty much the drums that were leading us in. The snare. snare. Um, How, I have to ask this, because this, to me, was really cool. I don't know if you think it's as cool as I do, but how did you get involved in the Pirates Dinner Theater? Um, I, a couple of friends of mine are in it that I've done theater with and choir with and stuff, and they just, they posted auditions on Facebook. um, And I was like, I talked to my wife, and I was like, I think I need to, go for this. I was like, I don't know how I stack up with professionals. I don't know if someone's going to pay me to do this. Cause I've at that point had only done really community theater sure. and had done some community theater where there was a stipend involved. So it was still quasi professional, but I was yeah. like, I just don't know. Like I'd love to be in some of the shows at like universal or Disney. I was like, but I have a nine to five job. Sure. So yeah. I don't have the availability necessary, but I was like, but a thing like this, it's like, I'm pretty sure that as long as I have weekend and like nighttime availability, I could still do it. So right. let me just throw my hat in the ring and see what happens. And I walked into the audition and the, I knew the director because my son used to work at the Holy Land experience Okay, and he was in charge over there at the time. Okay. So he knew of me through my son and knew that I did theater and we were Facebook friends. So he knew that I did some stuff, but after I was done singing, he went, wow, you have a really good voice. I've never really heard you sing before. Uh, that was a great audition. Like he basically during that audition was like, okay, I'm going to be casting you, but, uh, you know, wait for the official email and stuff. But I knew without a doubt leaving that audition, I was like, that's one of the best auditions I've ever given and the best immediate feedback I've ever gotten. And then a week later he emailed me and was like, we'd like to offer you the role of McGee and possibly cross training into our other show, Teatro Martini, which I've yet to (gasps) perform in, but I have trained into. That's on my list of things that I want to go do. That show? Yeah, that's the one that they do. It's in Orlando. Yes. And it's like a Broadway it's comedy. It's a, l- a loungy comedy. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. very like mm. Vegas It's an based. adult It's show. an adults only. Ver- yes. Yeah. It's in the same Anything that says venue. adult only, got, you got us, Chris. Yeah. Like, it's in there. the same venue as Pirates, too. It's literally oh, just cool. on the other side of the wall. Oh, like nice. it's incredible that uh, they're the same building, same everything. I mean, that makes it a lot easier so, for everybody that's kind of involved. Yeah, they've cross trained the most of us into either one of the shows as long as they can find a fit for you. So any oh of the comedian, because I play the comedic pirate who's getting like beaten up a lot and has all the like funny lines. So there's also, there are two comedians in Teatro Martini. Okay. So they cross train a lot of the people who play my role into those roles as well. Well, well, I want to hold off on going to that. Let us know when oh, yeah, you're actually like in yeah, the show. Yeah, I would love to come when, when you're there. I'd have to find some Thursday, Friday, Saturday availability because I have done all the training to get into that yeah. show. I've done the rehearsals. I would need a brush up before I probably went in for real, for real. Well, I want to see the but, Pirates show too so we can yeah. go see that one first. Yeah, yeah. Pirates I'm, I'm getting pretty much at least once a week right now but that's like the only night I have of it. Like I did last night. I was, I was at pirates. Yeah. Um, cause and that have, was like the very first dinner show, like show, like, like a paid type gig that you ever applied yes, for. Right. Yes. Oh, wow. I have recently auditioned for medieval times and I am oh, waiting to hear, fine. but I have, it went very well. And the person in charge has implied to me that it went very well. Oh, nice. And that, that it's a matter of time of when they're finishing up the rest of their auditions. But he specifically said, you're a front runner. 
Oh, that's awesome. Like, that that's got to be promising. Yeah. yeah, that immediate yeah. feedback because you're already like nervous. You know, yeah. even if you're a very confident person, you you got the, the nerves that are like, did I do good that I didn't? And if they yeah. don't give you any feedback, you're like, oh, crap. You start getting in your mind, right? right? Of, oh, could have made mm-hmm. that Oh, I've better. heard so many. I So I'm also sort of, um, and I, maybe you're like this too, but maybe it's just theater. I don't know. But I'm mesmerized by acting in general. So I will sit in bed at night on my iPad and watch like, the actors roundtable discussions where it's like Hollywood actors and they'll talk about, you know, their process or it's just something about it's very fascinating to me. And it's fascinating to me that some of the actors that have made it big time and have been in, you know, they've won of these awards and they've been in all these movies, they still have insecurities about a role or they don't know if they did good. And they'll tell some of the stories will be like, I went and did like, a, you know, I went to an audition and this, I wish I could remember who said this, but, and then their agent will call them and go, what did you do? And you go, was it good? And they're like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> so getting that feedback right away is awesome. And I think I think actors, you could probably speak to this, but like to experiment a little bit with a role sometimes. And sometimes it, the, the it casting director is like, that's it. And other times they're like, what are you doing? So it's, you know, you got to really put yourself out there when you go yeah. in. When you go to try out for... Uh, a role like the pirates thing. Are you in a room with a handful of people? Are you by yourself? Uh, uh, pirates specifically, there was two people. Yeah. It was the show director and the assistant show director. Um, and yeah, they were the only two. Um, it was the, the guy who had used to be at Holy land. And then a new guy they had recently brought on as show director, who was also playing pretty much all of the pirates himself. Oh, nice. So he really knew the ins and outs of the show. Even the show director had trained into my role, McGee, and also the captain. Mm-hmm. So he knew the show from a performer standpoint as well. Um, do they just pick a scene that they want you to do? Or? No, they just had me sing a song and then do a monologue that I had prepared. And then they did have me, they pulled a rope. It was actually in the Teatro theaters, Teatro theaters where we had the auditions and they had like a rope hanging there and they just pulled it over and they're like, okay, well, the role is kind of physical. Um, your character, McGee, wouldn't necessarily be doing any of like crazy stuff, but there is a certain amount of like strength that would be needed because you are doing some climbing and things like that. So just grab onto this rope, like just, you know, get comfortable, like grab on and then jump up and just kind of hang there. And let's just see like how long you can just kind of hold yourself up on the rope. Okay. Which McGee doesn't actually, he's never on a rope in the show, but he climbs up and down ladders, goes across a rope bridge all while singing. Yeah, okay. and you can't be like, <sighs> right. Yeah, you gotta have some stamina. Right. You, yeah, some, yeah, right. Some uh, what are that the like the lung strength, which yes. is something that singers practice. Sure, oh, yeah. your diaphragm and everything. Yeah. so I'm well, sure you were fine. I'm I'm so curious about this part still. But when you go to do any real theater, do you? Is it usually just like one on one or one on two for your trying out, or is it just on stage like you see in the movies where it's like you're in front of everybody when you're trying out? It depends on the theater. Um, the Athens Theater where I just did Ragtime, the the auditions actually were only via video. The callback process of though, COVID, yeah. Uh, or no. I, I guess so. I, they went that way because of COVID. And it seems like even though things have mostly gotten better, they're still doing that for the initial audition. Yeah. And then they bring everybody in for a callback. Yeah. Just so to make sure it's just not so that you, just can, you can perform better you in your can, room. Yeah. Right. And you can weed out some people and things like yeah. that through just the initial audition. So I got a the callback process for Ragtime. I was actually only called back for ensemble roles. So it was pretty limited. But um, they had us do a dance call first with just the choreographer. 
Mm-hmm. And then we went upstairs because there was a two-story rehearsal space where those auditions were. And the like director was up there. The music uh, was the musical director there. Occasionally, it's like the director, musical director, maybe the choreographer in the same room for that part of the audition. Uh, but it's usually a portion of the production team. Sometimes it's one person on the production team, but they're recording it to show to the, the rest, rest of the production team later. Yeah, so they can go back in. So Medieval Times was one guy with a camera phone in a side room in the Medieval Times complex over in Kissimmee. Yeah. yeah. And he was just like, okay, I'm going to just, you've got the script, just kind of read through it, um, do what you're going to do. I'm going to record it. I got to send it to, you know, the head honcho or yeah. whatever. And that's that was so that. ballsy to me to so, be able to go in and just, I'm going to sing and there's two people in the room or I'm going to act out. You got to be very confident in your craft. Well, I am confident enough in my craft that I sing in front of my students on day one of class. I have for the last probably four or five, well, I've been teaching for seven years. I've done it not the very first year, I don't think, maybe not the second or third year, but I do it now. And I put it to my students that you're going to have to be vulnerable at times to where I'm going to call on you and you maybe weren't paying attention. Oh, I love And that. you're going to have to answer a question when you're not really ready for it. So I'm going to put myself out there right now and do something also vulnerable. And I just burst out singing. Oh, I love that. And it's a mix of like, my teacher's crazy. Why is he singing to us uh-huh. on the first day? It breaks that ice, or, though. This is know? really impressive, and dang, he can really sing. Like uh-huh. I get a oh, mixture of that, like though. all of that. Because it also, I just, I like, I had such anxiety in school. Uh, it's like social anxiety in school, and I remember being called on and being like, I wanted to die. Like I didn't know where we were. And it was like this. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't know where we were. I wasn't paying attention. And I just to know that the teacher, it would make me want to put in more effort because, and in, in, so it sounds like you're a very good teacher. You know, we can't validate that, but we can come see you act, which I'm excited to yeah. do for sure. I did want to ask a question about like your process as you're kind of preparing for a role. Like what's your process going into tryouts? Like, do you, do you, you know, really get into it like right before? Do you kind of work your way up? Like, what's just the pro like a process for a writer or anybody? What's your process? Uh, ideally, I would have been preparing for a little while for an audition, and oftentimes it's either a monologue and a song, or maybe just a song. So it's you know just singing the song over and over again, figuring out what is this character's motivation in this song? Why are they singing the words they're singing? How would that change the way you sing it? Because you have to act a song. And mm. especially for a musical theater audition, they're looking for not can you go up there and sound good? Because a lot of people can. Yeah. But that you can be believable in whatever role you have picked for that audition. It's not, and you're not going in with an audition song from the show. Like that's pretty much a no go ever unless they ever specifically ask for it. Okay. You're coming in with something you've prepared. Each actor has like their repertoire, their book. That is like, these are the songs I sing for auditions and that will hopefully get me booked. So like I have one that I use for kind of rock auditions. I want for more traditional musical theater auditions and things of that nature. That was a great Mm. question and and a great answer too, because I'm I'm assuming it's like the inflection and the enunciation and the way that you would talk versus the way you would listen to someone just sing a song. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of leads me to a question is, um, when you're doing a role, I would imagine a lot of the time, because in theater there are reoccurring shows that have happened all over the world, and so you mm-hmm. know that you know the show already. You may have seen it already. Um, how often is it a role that or a show that you've never heard of before? That's 
rare unless you're doing an original work, which sure. I haven't had the opportunity to do a lot of those. Right. So oftentimes it's something I've been listening to the cast recording of for years, like Ragtime was. Yep. And I, yeah. So um, School of Rock, I saw the Dr. Phillips Center um, touring Broadway cast when they came through. We are actually going to be the non-touring Broadway Central Florida premiere of School of Rock. Oh, cool. So that is very cool because the show has never been done here besides when the touring Broadway cast came to town. Oh, so it's like very a local, nice. there's never been a local there's version. There's never been a local ver- local production of School of Rock before. Oh, I very love so it. So we will be the first ones in the region. So a lot of people will have never seen it before. And what theater is that going to be at? Uh, theater South Playhouse. It's a very... Intimate space in um, the Dr. Phillips area. Okay. Conveniently around the corner from where I teach. Oh, very nice. So for the first couple weeks of rehearsal, starting tomorrow night, I'm going to be at school all day. And then there is zero reason to come all the way home. So I will just go to Universal for a little bit probably. And then maybe to rehearsal. Because rehearsal is not till 6 o'clock and school's over at 2.20. So I do have a lot of hours to kill in between. But I could stay at school, finish up grading. Or I can, you know, just chill and stream something or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then just head over to rehearsal around and, the time and when is. does um, School of Rock start do you know the opening uh, date June that yet? 16th I believe June right, 16th perfect. to July 3rd we run I think about well, we're going to drop some links weeks. in the show notes yeah. so people can uh, get tickets yeah and then what's up after that do you have anything lined up or is it just nothing at the moment I mean pirates interspersed here yeah. and there but the plan after that is actually for my wife to take a turn Okay. So the fall-ish season, she will hopefully be doing a production of Into the Woods at a theater she's already performed at recently. They've kind of been asking for her back and there hasn't really been a good slot for her where I wasn't kind of already planning on doing something that I've wanted to do for a while or something. So this is, that's supposed to be, that's going to be her time. I love that that's something you guys, you know, have as your hobby together, as your Mm -hmm. passion together and that the kids are starting, you know. The kids are involved in it. The whole family's involved. I love when I see families that are like doing that together. I do too. Thanks for coming out and talking to us tonight. This was super interesting. We want to come see you now. I want to go to the pirate show. I yeah. mean, we can go well, to the other one date night, too, baby. but I want to, yeah, I know I want to book it for real. Yeah, so I might reach out to you. I don't know how far in advance do you find out when you're going to be on like a week. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's okay. sometimes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I might know. Like for next week's schedule, I might know. They say we had to have our availability in by like the end of the day today. So more than likely, I might know next week's schedule like tonight-ish. Oh, perfect. So, yeah. That's awesome. That'll maybe, be fun. Yeah. Or maybe before you schedule it, you can text them and just say, hey, you going to be in the show? When are you yeah, going to yeah, be in the show? Yeah, that's what I'll do. When are you going to be in the show? For sure. Yeah, <laughs> I awesome. I love that. I do too. And well, it, yeah, I, this was very interesting. I love hearing the, the, um, the creative people talk. Yeah, and I, I like love learn, just creators. learning about the process. You know, I, um, I I I haven't acted, but I'm just mesmerized by it. And I think it's uh, it's great that you found your passion at such a young age and have completely stuck with it throughout yeah. your life, throughout marriage and kids and a day job. I mean, that's true passion to be able to stick through and and you know keep doing it. And you're doing it all the time. It's not like you're like, oh yeah, yeah I did a couple shows a year I just know. to keep my you know feet wet. And you're really sticking with it. Very impressive. It is, it is. Well, Love thank it. you so much for joining us again, thank you. Chris. Yeah, thank you, Chris. And, you know, Dan has something a little to say about a little thing we started called Patreon. And I say that Dan has to say something because I, always I get never in charge. Re- I never remember the, the link. The, the link. That's, I'm sorry. That's, that's the reason she I'm gives. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think she just wants me to be the one asking for money. That's what I think it comes down to. <laughs> no, yes, but I'm going to memorize it, I promise, <laughs> one day. <laughs> so we did start a Patreon. If you'd like to contribute to helping the show, you can do so, and we greatly appreciate it. 
but you can do so by going to patreon.com slash fine and dangy. That's F I N E A N D D A N J E E. Or you can just go to our website at fineanddangy.com and find all the links there. I think we have levels of support from a dollar to three dollars to five dollars, but if you feel so inclined, we greatly appreciate it. And all the money that we make from Patreon goes to all the services that we use, like the background music and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hosting the podcast and stuff like that to kind of help us pay for that. So we greatly appreciate it. That's right. Yes. That's it. It, it, it adds up, all these little things. <laughs> this, this, is, this is a passion project that it adds up for sure. It is a passion sure. project, that is for sure. <laughs> but we love having our local creatives on, our small businesses, small nonprofits, just having interesting conversations. Totally love and, it. And um, we will keep doing it until, you know, until it tells us we're not doing it anymore. I want to point out something real quick also before we wrap up. Angie has corgi socks on. I do. <laughs> and Chris has a Spider-Man shirt on. I know. I love that, by the way. I love the socks, too. But I love the shirt. For sure. I got these for Mother's Day from my from my, your my puppy. baby. From my puppy. We're those people much. now. We're those people We're now. totally those people. And guys, with that... Remember, at the end of each and every day, it's all fine and dangy. Cute music. There you go. That was awesome, Chris. You're a busy man. So busy. My God, I'm gonna have medieval times and pirates and you know theoretically racing five children and school. Billy Elliot, beer Billy Elliot, Billy Elliot, Billy Elliot.